What's going on guys? Today we're gonna to be talking about three things that I do to grow my sales organization, three tactical tips, three things that you can implement as a leader into your business. Guys, at the end of today's video, we're gonna be going over the importance of selling the dream, how to get your team to think bigger, be a part of a bigger picture mission, and really take action and believe in themselves to go out there and actually be able to do it. Okay guys, getting right into it today. The first thing that we're gonna go over is setting the career expectations for your agents. And I say this because I messed this up a lot as I was hiring, recruiting, I was onboarding tons of people, just trying to grow my agency, my insurance agency. And what I was doing was I was selling the dream to them and I was just kind of getting them to believe that this opportunity could change their life because it really can. But I wasn't setting the expectation. I wasn't telling them how many phone calls they were gonna have to make. I wasn't telling them what the workload actually looked like, what it was going to take to be successful. And I was just hiring everybody and anybody that wanted to join. What I was missing was the fact that these people were coming in and these people thought that it was going to be easy because I teed it up to be easy. So you want to set the clear expectations of what it's actually going to look like up front. Because if you don't, all these people that come through the pipeline are going to ask questions. They're going to be confused. They're not going to understand what's going on. And that's on the hiring side of things, guys. And the second thing I would, I would recommend setting expectations for is activity. Like, is it, you know, we used to just hire and say, make phone calls. And then people would be like, well, how many phone calls? What kind of leads do I buy? Where do I go to buy my leads, right? So there's all these questions that will come up. And over time, obviously we fix this problem through trial and error, doing it incorrectly, but guys, through, um, so so activity, right? And get back to the main point here. Um, in the activity section of this, it's like, okay, tell your reps, because if, if my reps come in and they're just like, all right, I'm here, you know, they're 1099s, so technically they're really independent contractors, like, I can't make them do anything, but if I don't have a clear framework of how to become successful at my agency, then they're not going to know how to become successful. If I, if my goal is to get them to produce for me and produce in my team and to start growing their own agency, start building and become independent, they have to know how to do that. So having a clear structured framework, showing them exactly how to do that is going to be very beneficial as a leader in business and trying to grow, you know, a sales organization. So for us, we have 300 dials a day is going to get you about four to five presentations if you have the right lead flow. If you can get about four to five presentations, you should be closing at least one deal a day, hopefully two. And that means that you also have room to grow because that's a low end closing percentage. So if you're not hitting those numbers, you plug into the Zoom training, you plug into the one-on-one uh, -on -one calls with your mentor, and you start to grow and develop as an, a salesperson as you're getting better. But there's always an avenue. There's always a way to get better, to grow. And there's a clear framework. You got to hit these numbers, or if you're not hitting these numbers, there's a solution to your problem. So having the right activity, setting the standard um, for your agents as you hire them. And then you also want to make sure you're identifying all the challenges that they could come up with. And I'm not saying like, tell them all the negative things about the business as you're bringing them on. But I want people to know that, yeah, you're your own business owner. You're taking on a little bit of liability as you're growing your own business, as you're building an agency. There is some difficulty. It's hard. It's not going to be easy, right? I'm almost trying to weed out the people that would quit when they get hit with the challenges because if they're not going to be here in three years anyway, they're really not the kind of person I want to invest all my time in. So I'm trying to figure out who's really willing to do all the work and who's, who I really want to invest all my time into, okay? Guys, the second big piece here that I'm going to touch on is actually onboarding your reps the same way. We used to bring on agents and, you know, from personal experience, I used to have agents that would come in and I, I would just, you know, I would kind of tell them to jump on a Zoom call or maybe this guy I would spend a little bit more time with, but it was never structured. Now we have a clear framework of exactly what we tell them, 
where they're going to go get all the tools and resources, where they're going to find all the information that they need, the framework to have success, the amount of dials that they're going to need to make, the amount of phone calls that they have to make in a week, a month, what to, to hit their goals, right? It's all the same exact thing. And the point is, is that when it is the same way and you can touch on all the things that they're going to have questions on, you don't have to go and you don't have to backtrack on these agents because now, you know, let's say I onboard Tommy and Tommy comes in and Tommy's like, you know, I do my onboarding process. And then Tommy asks me, hey man, how many calls a day should I really be making? If I want to make 10 grand a month, what do I have to do? Right. So now in my onboarding process, because I kept getting asked this question, instead of having to backtrack and have a second follow-up conversation, and now Tommy's like, you know, he's onboarded technically by my definition, but now I have to spend extra time going to have a second conversation to finish onboarding him. Now I know, all right, as a leader, like, you know, this is what I did. It was like, okay, these people keep asking these questions. Maybe I should just tell them that right as they get started. Maybe I should just inform them on this stuff right away. Right. So I started to change our onboarding process based off of the feedback that I was getting from my agents, the common questions I was getting. The point is, is that as agents come in the process, you want to make sure you're telling them all the same things. You want to make sure guys that you are limiting the confusion that these agents have and the questions that they're going to be asked. Okay. And when I say confusion, I mean, Hey, here's what this is going to look like. This is what you need to do to become successful. What are your goals? Where are you at? How do you want this to look? cool, this is where we're going to, this is, this is a clear framework and guidance of what you need to do to get there. And then I want to say, Hey, uh, you know, this is your next step. This is what you have to complete next. You're going to go through these training videos. I want you to reach out and book a call with me. Here's my link when you're finished with that and we'll get back together and then we'll go from there. Right. I'm building them a clear call to action. I'm setting the stand. I'm setting the, uh, the frame of exactly what it's going to look like. So they know exactly what's to come. And I'm going to tell them all the things that they need to know is so I don't have to backtrack and do this again. So making sure that you're onboarding your same way. And this is another thing. So we used to have, you know, an issue where uh, someone would onboard their agents a certain way and another person would onboard their agents another way. And then there's lots of confusion inside of our business because this person was taught to do it this way, but this person was taught to do it this way. And neither way is right or wrong. But what ends up happening is all these people are getting told different things and now there's confusion, there's questions, people don't know which way to go, people have analysis paralysis, people believe that there's all this difficulty and hardship and that's the best way to do it, and the grass is greener over there, when in all reality, people just need to start taking action because the work works if you do the work. So we just really want people to get started, they'll kind of figure out their own way of doing it, and you know, if you're a pest control, door knocking business, or you know, cold calling, whatever the case is, best thing you can do is make sure that you limit confusion for all the people coming in, Tell them all the things they need to know. Whatever common questions you get, go back. I would write all the questions down that all the new agents, new reps, and new uh, you know salespeople have. And then I would constantly tweak this onboarding process. I still tweak mine. I've just I've been tweaking it for nine, ten months. Um, so uh, guys, the the last thing on our list here is the culture, the community, the recognition and incentives. Okay, now this stuff is super super important to me because I want my reps to 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 know that I care about that. I want them to believe that I want to invest in. I want them to feel, I want to give them the feeling that I am really invested in that. Because if I don't, and it's all about me, well then, you know, what's in it for me is what they're thinking, right? And if I make it all about myself, what ends up happening is they feel resentment towards working for me because I'm just ordering them around. I'm telling them to go do this. I'm not making it about them. I'm not making them feel a certain way. So I want to make sure that I'm recognizing my reps, I'm, I have little incentive programs, little rewards, because 
it like it'll build the culture and community. People have internal competition. There's more to fight for. It's more to brag about, right? Salespeople are competitive. You want to make sure that you're bringing that out of them because number one, they'll go out there and get more results. Number two, they're going to feel better about finishing the month and starting back at zero because sales, you know, can be stressful for a lot of different people and making sure that they feel like, you know, the work that they're doing is being rewarded. Okay. Um, The culture community, guys, this is going to be, this is what I call the heartbeat of success of our group, of our agency, what we do, right? It is not about me. It is, I could not do this on my own. I have to have a team. If I don't have my team, then like if I want to take, you know, let's just say an afternoon where I have to go run an errand, right? If I'm not there showing up, if I'm not the one answering the questions in the, in the Discord group, like where are they going to get their answers from? How are they going to need to know what to do? So I have to have a strong culture and community that people want to plug in on. I have this question up here. If I was a leader inside of sales, I would ask myself this every single day. Would my reps choose to show up tomorrow how can i get my reps to want to show up tomorrow to get them to want to plug in tomorrow because there's a difference between me sitting here getting people to plug in tomorrow because i'm like you have to do this you have to show up tomorrow or you're fired like john shows up just because he he has to get a paycheck right but when i have people that plug in on the zoom trainings that we have because we are 100 virtual when i have people that show up on my zoom trainings and they say man this is the best part of my day. I'm so glad that I showed up today because I'm around dead people all day long. But I get on here, it's positive, it's fun. We're all having a good time. We're learning, we're developing, we're growing, we're progressing. We're getting closer to where we want with our goals and people feel good. They're going to show up tomorrow. I don't need to sell them on why they should show up tomorrow. They are showing up tomorrow because the culture, the community, the people, there's such a good environment for them to plug into. And it takes some time to build that as a sales leader. But it is the most, it is, I'm going to say this again, it is the most powerful thing that you can do for your team is build that culture, build that community. And guys, I'm going to be honest with you. When I got started in this, I made a group chat and I had my team join it. And if you scroll all the way up to the very, 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 very top of that message group, I was the only one posting. I was the only one posting all my daily sales. I was called my shot every single day. We have a channel that says, call your shot. And it's like, I'm going to get one policy today. I'm going to sell two policies today. What are you going to do today? Right? And I was the only person doing that for a while. And I was speaking to a different leader in a different sales organization, the solar company. And he was saying like, you know, I go out there and I, I post the pictures every single day that I'm out there doing the work and no one else is plugging in and no one else is doing the training. I'm doing what, what I'm supposed to be doing. Other people just don't want to do it. You have to knock that attitude off because if you're always blaming the other people, like it is not their fault. It is not their fault that you haven't built the community yet. It is not their fault that they don't, they're choosing to plug in and learn from you and lead and, and, and learn how to do what you want them to do, right? We, as the leader, are responsible for getting them to want to plug in, to showing them what's possible and just going through emotions and posting the picture of the group chat and just telling people that I'm doing the work and being the one selling is not enough. I have to invest in my team. I have to get them to believe in the mission, okay? So I always ask myself, did I do a good job today of getting my team to want to show up tomorrow? If I get on my training calls and I'm negative, and I'm mean, and I'm like, guys, we suck. We need to be better. Our numbers aren't good enough. Do you think they're going to fight 1099 independent contractors are going to want to show up tomorrow? They're probably going to go find another opportunity because I'm being rude to that. So that is number three. It's the most important one, guys. Make sure that you're you're rewarding your agents for doing the work. Make sure that you're rewarding them and by shouting them out, making them feel special, giving them phone calls, individual texts, like post flyers of them. Make them feel like they're a part of something, right? Have little ways for them to, you know, have internal competition to separate themselves from doing the work 
and uh, make them feel good. And guys, the most important one on here is definitely to build that culture in your community because it will get people to want to show up when you, you know, if you did take a week vacation, I know that I have leadership in my organization, the culture in the community would still get people to show up tomorrow, even if I wasn't there now because my team's grown so much. Um, all right, guys, this is a huge, huge thing here. Selling the dream. And I'm not saying sell the dream like I mentioned up here in number one, like just sell the dream and make sure everyone, you know, uh, wants to plug in and they, and they're, they're like, you know, all super high and mighty on this opportunity. And then like they get hit in the face and like with a challenge, then like they quit. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you're the, you're the leader, right? Like you're the person in charge. So you need to be the one to set that standard, set that frame, show them what's possible. You have a different perspective. You're in a different position. Guys, every single time I get on a call, I'm like, guys, I just want you to know I dropped out of college, 1500 bucks. I had to take out a loan for $1,500. I started investing in my leads. I started investing in myself. I started making phone calls. I started to do well. Andy Elliott gives me a call because I'm at the top of the leaderboard all of a sudden. I get an opportunity to go out and move into Andy Elliott's house. I lived with Andy Elliott for four months. And then now I have the opportunity to start building the sales organization, working with Brad Lee and Andy Elliott and starting to be the example and set the standard. Guys, you guys can have that same opportunity. I'm nothing special. I had no experience in this industry. I had no experience in this business. And now I have this opportunity of a lifetime just for doing the work, guys. There's so much to come. If you guys want to build a business, if you guys want to build an agency, if you guys are someone out there who wants to actually build a company, you're a sales rep, you don't have any experience, we'll teach you how to do it. You just got to follow step one through six, right? Follow the process, guys. It's way bigger than just dialing the phone today. It's not all about dialing the phone. It's not all about doing honor. It's not about today. It's about what you're building for six months from now. It's about what you're building for 12 months from now. It's about the lifestyle that you're going to be able to live once you develop this skill set. So I'm constantly dripping their next level. I'm constantly showing them what's possible. Because truthfully, guys, most salespeople want the next level. Most salespeople are hungry. They're ambitious. They want to develop and grow in the next leader. So I'm constantly telling, I have one-on-one calls. Hey man, where you at right now? I'm selling this much. I'm making this much money. Cool, man. Your next level is going to look like this. This is where we want to get you. Next six months, we want to build you an agency that produces $100,000 in premium a month. Issue paid premium every single month. How's that sound? Right? Oh man, now I have something to chase. Now I have another level. I'm giving them targets and goals and things to think about and start to visualize and imagine themselves getting every single chance I get. Because that'll make them want to go out there and get it. That'll make them independent to go out there and get it. That'll make them ambitious to go out there and tackle that goal. But if I'm not showing them what's possible, why should they believe there's anything else possible? They shouldn't. It's my responsibility as the leader to show them that next level, to give them that perspective, because I had her. If I was on a staircase and I was on this step up here, and my new agent's right here, and he's got his teeth kicked in on the phone and just learned how to sell, and it's difficult. Well, I have a different perspective than he did. I can see further than he can because I'm in a different position. So it's my duty, it's my job, it's my obligation as the leader to show him what I can see to help him get there, avoid the challenges and the difficulties, and make sure that I'm building. Guys, so these are my three tips. If I was trying to build and grow my sales organization, you know, I have over a hundred agents on my team. I have a lot of people writing business. I have a lot of people that are growing into leaders and really developing themselves. And these are just some of the major things that I've learned a lot in my journey. And I hope this stuff can help you too. All right, guys, if this helped you, feel free to like, share, subscribe with someone, share it with someone who you think it will help with. But guys, we'll see you in the next video.